The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies. You guys know we interviewed Taro, the founder, on our show and had to bring the brand on board as a partner. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods and medicinal mushrooms. They make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. I'm obsessed with the golden latte. So they're all delicious. Just open a pack and add it to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms. And like always, we have a special offer just for him and her listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15% off your entire order. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. I'm currently using the platform to learn After Effects, as many of you know, which is the platform that creates all of our Instagram stories and motion graphics. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills online. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com skinny. Again, go to Skillshare.com skinny to start your two months of learning. That's Skillshare.com skinny. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. What's up, guys? Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. I am Lauren Everett. I'm the creator of the Skinny Confidential, and it's a podcast, a book, an online community, and a blog. And I'm Michael Bostic. I'm an entrepreneur and business operator, most recently the co-founder and CEO of Dear Media, which is a female-focused podcast network that's hosting a ton of great shows, getting ready to launch about six or seven more. So look out for those and check the Dear Media site and page to see all the other great shows on the network. And you just did four live events at The Grove. We did four live events here in LA. We kicked it off with our show, which you'll hear audio in this episode from with Emily Schumann and her husband, Jeffrey Fuller. So you'll hear that in this episode, obviously. And then there was uh, three other live events with Jilly Hendricks. She has a podcast called As Seen Online. The girls who from That's So Retrograde, um, who, who's been on this show and we've been on their show. So they did a show. And then also Jacqueline Johnson of Work Party. Um, check that one out. That will be launching later this year. So yeah, we did a bunch of live events. It was awesome. You're killing it. We're in LA a lot for Dear Media lately. I know. Got an office up there. Pacific yeah. Design Center. I'm um, locked in. You're locked in. I feel like I need my own office that's like separated. So we're working on that, guys. Yeah, we can we get a little separation? No, we're getting separation. I want like a light, bright, white office space that's not that big. If anyone knows of anything, let me know. Um, I'm thinking West Hollywood. You, yes, it's going to have to be because you can't be too far away from me because, you know, I'm like an umbilical cord. No, you're not an umbilical cord. You can't. You, you have separation anxiety if you get more than five feet away from me. Okay. Don't be. It's, it's okay. You Tell everyone what we're rewatching right now. We're rewatching The Sopranos. This is my third time. Anybody out there listening to Sopranos or watching The Sopranos? I love that show. It's my second time. And just a fun fact about me, my celebrity crush is James Gandolfini. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with him. 
he's kind of like weird to have a celebrity crush on. I but think that was one of the only actors that almost made me cry when they passed. That was that yeah, was that really was sad. sad. That was very very sad. He is such an incredible actor. If you have not watched Sopranos, what is life? Plugging Sopranos about twenty years late. No, <laughs> but okay. Also, Lauren, we are recording this on Monday and it's before 9 p.m. so I'm feeling good high five I'm extremely focused and I will tell you why one I got a ton of rest this weekend two I woke up early meditated and then I trained really hard that's why I'm looking so strong today I can tell you're looking at my muscles don't don't stare and three I'm currently coming off of a nice hot cup of four sigmatic lion's mane mushroom elixir focus mix this stuff is the absolute best I shared it last week on my Instagram stories Last week, I had to give an hour presentation on the state of podcasting and Dear Media to the entire DBA and Dear Media team. And so that weekend, right before, I sat down and used the Four Sigmatic Lines main focus mix to get it all done. I put together this beautiful presentation that I'm very proud of, really dove into all the inner workings of the podcast world and where I see it going, what's happening in the industry, etc. I just love this stuff because there's no come down, no jitters, no pills. It's all natural products. Just straight mushroom elixir mix blended in hot water. Tastes good, delivers results. And they have a ton of mixes that are really good for those of you who aren't familiar with the brand. Some of the other standouts is their mushroom coffee with chaga. Use this to get you going in the morning. Um, I take it in the morning when I'm feeling slow, mixed in with my coffee, which is a little bit turbo, but you can also have it alone. And they also have their hot cacao with reishi to relax before bed. Lauren loves that one. She's talked about it a million times, but it does really help put you to sleep and calm you down. Um, and I know Lauren also likes the beauty ones. What are the beauty ones used for the? I like the golden latte right now. I'm having this huge moment with it. I even mix my fiber powder in it. And I love the little stir that Four Sigmatic sends you. It's like this little tiny stir that goes in your coffee cup. It's so good. Yeah. No, it's it's by far one of my favorite companies. I'd probably go work for this company as a traveling salesman in another life. That's how passionate I am about it. Um, and that's how much I love this stuff. So if you haven't checked them out, go and check them out. It's foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enterprise promo code skinny for 15% off. They have a ton of amazing blends like the ones I just mentioned. Again, that's foursigmatic.com slash skinny and enter promo code skinny for 15% off. Like I said, you can't go wrong. Any of the mixes you choose will make you happy depending on what you're looking for. So before we get into the interview with Emily and Jeffrey of Cupcakes and Cashmere, I want to do a little plot twist for Michael. You're going to be okay? This isn't in the notes. Go ahead. Uh, are you sure? Go ahead. Okay. So I want to talk about, and maybe you can spitball this with me, about building a personal brand online and why it's so important if you eventually want to launch product. Well, a lot of what Emily Schumann has done is just that. She's used her brand Cupcakes and Cashmere to launch a number of brands online. So I think if you're out there and you're listening and you're on the fence about building a personal brand online, to me, it's just something that comes with 2018. I think everyone should be strategizing on how to build a personal brand and whether that's you want to launch product or you want to get a job or you want to run a company one day, having a personal brand online is important. And you can start with a simple Instagram account. You can microblog through Instagram. Uh, you can get LinkedIn. You can do Instagram stories. You can get a Twitter. There's multiple ways to go about it. But having a personal brand online is the foundation, in my opinion, of launching anything in 2018. Well, my input there is that I think when people hear that, they get overwhelmed because they think they have to have this amazing blog or YouTube channel or Instagram aesthetic like a lot of um, big influencers have. What I think and correlate to personal brands online is anywhere where you feel comfortable and confident creating content. So for me, I'm obviously not the best um, on Instagram, but I like creating content here on this podcast. I think this podcast gives me a lot of leverage to do a lot of the things, hence 
um, Dear Media and some of the other businesses we've gotten involved in. Um, so I don't necessarily think it needs to be like this on steroids, look at me, look at your life all the time. It's just anywhere where you can create some type of meaningful content online. I know a lot of really successful business people create a lot of meaningful content on LinkedIn. I know a lot of creators are on Instagram. Some video creators are on Facebook and YouTube. It just depends where you feel comfortable and confident creating online. And then when people search your name and search like, hey, what's this person about? There's kind of an online resume there that they can go on. And find your medium. Like Michael said, you want to find the medium that's going to fit best with you. For me, when I first started, blogging was very new. It was very avant-garde. It was different. So that's what I did eight years ago. Now, if I started in this space, I would probably utilize Instagram or Snapchat to build a following and build off there. You want to find whatever is fresh and new and on the pulse and use that platform and ride it. Right now, obviously, podcasts um, are a great way to connect with an audience. Whatever that is, find that foundation and really, really hone in on your personal brand and start sharing it. it. Again, you don't have to be this big influencer. From the personal brand, I think there's a lot of opportunities that come with that. Like I said, you can you can set up your personal brand, link it with LinkedIn and, and find jobs or you can just make friends, find clients, whatever it is online. Use that foundation. A personal brand to me is where the future is going. Well, and if you're not online, in my opinion, in 2018 and beyond, you're invisible to the world, right? Like you need some type of presence. And I know we're talking a lot about personal brands here, but I think even equating it to businesses, if you're not creating some type of content online, your competitors are. I can promise you that whether they're a clothing brand, a makeup brand, a digital brand, a e-com brand, whatever it is, whatever type of brand you are, if you're selling waters, anything, if you're not creating content that lives online, your competitors are, and you're giving them an opportunity to overtake you and do better. And here, really quick, guys, again, don't feel overwhelmed. Just start really, really, really small. Rinse and repeat seven days a week. Work on that one one platform and slowly grow out to when it makes sense. So if that's just doing Instagram and not even doing stories for a while, that's fine. Um, but I think that, again, everyone should have a personal brand. And and Emily Schumann is a great example of someone that just started with a blog. Uh, I think she started 10 years ago, which is nuts. And she really, really blogged away seven days a week, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And Instagram came out way later. So that's a perfect example of someone that didn't utilize every single medium, but now she's grown outward and she's grown strategically and she's grown slowly. I really, really respect the way Emily and her husband Jeffrey have done it and they've done it right. So before we get into the interview with Emily, I want to let everyone know that this may be a little bit, I don't want to say muted, but a little bit toned down version of what you typically hear from Lauren and I. We were at the Grove. It is a family-friendly mall. There were some requests um, by the Grove that we keep it family-friendly, thank PG. God. PG, it's so hard PG, for me to, yeah. what, like, what is PG? Thank God they didn't listen to some of our old Everything content. Everything is rated uh, R and X for me. Yeah, because every other word out of our mouth is typically some type of cuss <laughs> word or joke, adult joke. But no, it's very um, family-friendly, very acceptable for kids to listen to, which is not like the rest of our Yeah, this is different. If you have kids in the car, turn we it could, up. We could slap a clean lyrics, yeah. you know, that thing that they have no on the... No one's uh, ever called me clean with that. No one's ever called me PG. rap albums and it was like explicit and then yeah. you get the clean one for your kids, this one would be a clean one. Okay. So yes. Emily Schumann is one of the original fashion bloggers, having launched Cupcakes and Cashmere in 2008 and has since grown the blog into an aspirational girl next door lifestyle brand. Schumann's reach has expanded to count 1 million monthly visitors on her blog, three licensed product lines, and two best-selling books. Schumann's latest venture is her own e-com platform where fans can shop a curation of her favorite products alongside Cupcakes and Cashmere branded items. 
Emily currently runs the platform with her husband, Jeffrey Fuller, and he is the president of Cupcakes and Cashmere. When we found out that Emily and Jeffrey worked together, Michael and I knew that they were the perfect fit for our live event hosted by Dear Media at the Grove in LA. We wanted to do sort of a him and her twist and ask the couple how it was working together because man, oh man, has it been a journey for us, hasn't it, honey? Still is. It still is. All right, so the sound is going to sound a bit different than normal because, like we said, it's recorded live in the park. It was so cool to connect with a live audience there. There was hundreds of you. You guys came out. You had sucker bit candy. We did goodie bags. We really, really appreciate your support, and we're doing more live events to come. Let us know what city you want us to go to next on our latest Instagram, at TSC Podcast. So, Without further ado, here is the Cupcakes and Cashmere bosses, Emily and Jeffrey. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Thank you guys so much for coming out. This is incredible. I love how they have the pink chairs. Such a nice aesthetic. I'm Lauren Everett. I'm the creator of the Skinny Confidential. And I'm Michael Bostic. I am the co-founder and CEO of Dear Media and the co-host of this show, and we're excited to be here. Thank you guys for coming. We are so excited for our guests tonight. First, we want to say thank you to The Grove. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you to Caruso. And we have a very special guest, Cupcakes and Cashmere, Emily Schumann and Jeffrey Fuller. We're going to welcome them to the stage. Come on down. (laughs) Come Come on on down. Come on down. I'm really excited, too, because Emily and I have separate good sides, and we actually planned this out. So it, it's great. It, it's really working for me. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm really glad that I did Everyone. just, like, face plan Welcome. my way up to the up to the stage. Yeah, really quickly, can you guys just introduce yourself to everyone that came out? Go for it. Oh, hi. I'm, I'm Jeffrey Fuller. I'm Emily's husband, and I'm the president of Cupcakes and Cashmere. And I am Emily Schumann, and I am the CEO and founder of Cupcakes and Cashmere. Awesome. So uh, fans of the podcast know that Lauren and I are married, and you guys are married. How many fights did you get in today before the start of the show? Just so we want to compare it to our own. I mean, there was one legitimate fight, not about this. It was about work. Um, but it wasn't the worst. A scale of 1 to 10, it was like a 4. And I was going to say like 7, but like se- 7 like mini disagreements, like not massive fights. But, who, but who's keeping count? Yeah. Hey, Jeffrey, I just noticed we, we have tiny chairs compared to the... I know. It's, it's the placement's kind of like, That's you know, women amazing. take the stage to take priority. We're just on the, on the lower level. It's an alpha move. It, it's Lauren, like seventh grade move. when you tried to hit on me. You were 4-1 and I was 5-7. I, I literally thought he was the substitute teacher and I said, whoa, here we go. It's a strong play, strong move. Okay, so before we get into the interview, just give us kind of the background about how you guys started Cupcakes and Cashmere and how it's evolved you guys working together. So... I had never heard about blogs prior to finding out that Jeffrey had a blog of his own. Uh, It was called About Scotch. and It was About Scotch. It was was, was awful. It lasted for like five posts. But I thought like, okay, he's writing about Scotch. What if I wrote about things that I was passionate about? So that's kind of where the alliterative title Cupcakes and Cashmere came from, just because I knew I wanted to be writing about fashion and food. Um, So we started the blog um, 10 years ago. It's been, it's been a minute, so we're kind of OG in, in this space um, and have kind of evolved a lot since then. 
We have a clothing line. It's sold at Nordstrom, which is really cool to, no to be deal. here. Um, and, uh, that yeah. small store over there? Yeah, that over little there. guy. That um, old thing. <laughs> but we're, we're so excited to be here and uh, talk to you guys today. So how did you guys start working together? Because for Michael and I, I was blogging by myself for five years, and then he kind of stuck his toe in, and we started podcasting together, and the rest is history. How did you guys sort of make the transition from just you two together? I mean, it was always my weekend gig. I worked in advertising before joining full-time. It'll be six years ago this August. Um, so I was always involved to a small degree, just behind the scenes, never really on creating the content. But it was a natural transition once the opportunity presented itself to work full-time and build a bigger business that I, I came on. And you guys met at AOL. <laughs> well, not like on not on AOL. We're not. We weren't Some on the AIM, chat, like on Messenger. Room. You weren't in a chat room. We were not in a chat room. Okay. But we did spend a lot of time chatting because Jeffrey was actually my client. Um, I also worked in media and advertising and um, got the go ahead from my bosses at the time. But um, we were. I think it was very obvious right away that we were interested in each other. And then, you know, I was taken off the account. And where did you have your first date? <laughs> Coincidentally, at the Grove. Oh. But it, did, it didn't. St it didn't start here because I almost feel like that. You know, it it started at a flea market, and I, w I asked Jeffrey if he wanted to go to the flea market with me, and he was like, "Yeah, I love it. It's so great. You're like digging through to find treasures and all this great stuff." And now that we're married, he's like, "Yeah, I hate flea markets. They're, They're the disgusting. Worst. You're getting other disgusting. people's garbage." But it was one of those dates. It was our first date, and. It went from the flea market to the Grove. We went to a movie. Then we went to get a drink. So it was one of those like really lovely like all day long dates. How many lies did you tell when we first started dating? Lauren's AOL name was A Fantasy Girl One Four Three. True. One, and my four, license three. plate was Love for Lore. And mine was Metallic Sixty Six 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 Six. Oh. And I was hitting up those instant messages <laughs> left and right. It's a match made in heaven. So Jeffrey. Was it always your childhood dream to be part of a brand called Cupcakes and Cash? Yes, day one I came out and I was like, one day I'm going to front a company with my wife, with eight other women employees, and be the one guy in a space. <laughs> that, that's, uh, we, 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 we share some commonality. We do, we do. I, when I was a kid, I just thought, one day, the skinny confidential, if I could just plant my flag on that. And here you are. That'll, that'll do it. Can you tell us about how it is working together now? It's... It's amazing, guys. Every day is a new adventure. The real truth. The real give truth. Us, give us the nitty gritty. Look, it's it's actually really amazing, but there are days where it's challenging. Being, you know, uh, coworkers, we're also parents. Um, we live together, obviously. So there are a lot of gray areas that you don't always leave behind at the office. Um, but I, after six years, I would never imagine taking a different job. This is what we do. This is what we love. This is what we're passionate about. And um, it, while it consumes a lot of our life, it's the best thing ever. How do you guys shut it off? Because I feel like it's like 11.30 at night. I'm done. I've been up so early. It's go, 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 go. And then Michael asked me a question about work. And I, I almost can't believe it <laughs> that you would do that. But, but he still does. So how do you guys say no more? I think the, I think the compartmentalization is very, very important. And we try to make sure that there are boundaries so that when we're home, we're, you know, together, we're husband and wife, we're parents, we're focusing on our daughter. Um, we've made it kind of a rule on dates. Even on a date, we won't really talk about our daughter. We just talk about us and our life 
outside of uh, outside of work because it can be really all all consuming. Um, but you know, of course, those conversations do come up, and you're sometimes resentful, being like. I love this job so, so much. I feel so beyond fortunate that I get to work on something that I love so much. But at the same time, it just, it can just become overwhelming at times that you're just like, I can never completely shut off. Well, it's, it's hard when you're putting your life out. You, it's like, what is the balance, right? You, you got to create content. You have to engage with the audience. But then you get home at night and you're like, you're in a relationship. Yeah. And you, you, it's it's difficult to figure out, okay, is it now time to be an intimate couple again or is it time to continue talking about the business? And I think we, we struggle with that. Um, and I'd like to know what those conversations look like for you guys when you when you do have them and you say, okay, it's time to, to balance again. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is we really try to have conversations about work kind of during typical work hours just because things aren't always so normal. As you know, sometimes you're on a shoot at, you know, 6 a.m. or you're working really late. Um, but I think for us, we try to almost keep it within that, like, kind of 9 to 6. And, of course, I'll be still kind of creating content in some regards on Insta stories and that kind of thing. But I think we do try to find a really good balance if we're in the kitchen together or if we're watching a movie together, whatever it is, we try really hard to, to not talk about business or we'll just be like, you know what, this is something we don't need to talk about tonight, we can do it in the morning. Yeah, I don't feel like anything we do is all that important that we can't put it off till tomorrow. Like I'm not doing like a, a liver transplant. I, I can shut off and let it, let it yeah, go Michael. there. Yeah, <laughs> Michael. Okay. It's not a liver transplant. I want to talk more about creating content. And Michael's probably freaking out right now because we didn't write this question down. It's a little plot twist. We're going, we're going off script. Oh, we're going off script for a second. <laughs> creating content. So people don't realize that there's so much that goes into creating content. There's so many different facets of it. Can you talk to us about the behind the scenes that no one sees? Yeah, I mean, I think that, first of all, the space has evolved enormously over the last decade. So I feel like back in the day, I would do something, I would put on like a dark nail polish and be like, you guys wait for it. I sometimes put on a red sparkly top coat and people were like, mine's blown, this is nuts. Um, and things have really changed. The, the space is so saturated that you really kind of, it's, it's then forced me to up our game, which I think is really great and to feel inspired and empowered by all of these other people in the space. But that being said, I think the goal should always be to create content and have it look really effortless, that it just kind of came together and nothing was that planned. But really, everything is very thought out, um, especially when I think you're balancing a lot of different aspects of the job for us. You know, we have our e-commerce, we have our clothing line, we have the blog. And so you really then need to make sure that you're dedicating time to, to making sure everything is of a certain of a certain level. What's your first love? Like my first love is writing. Same. Same. Okay. Same. We both don't love taking pictures of ourselves. That's we both worst. have different good sides and we're wearing white and black. I mean, we, and we, we both did not writing. plan this, you know, <laughs> but if there's a lot of content creators out here in the audience, if you were starting out now, knowing what you know now, where would you tell them to start? Like where where I always look at things as like underpriced assets or where there's less attention, you know, there's going to be attention later. Like if you were starting out today, where would you start? I would probably start somewhere on, on social media more than a blog, just because things have, again, really, really shifted in the way that people are consuming content. Um, I would do a lot of research on kind of where the market is heading, um, but ultimately in terms of finding your voice, I think that's the most important thing, that it doesn't matter how saturated the, the market is, there's always room for, for someone who has a really great perspective. Um, so figure out what that is and kind of hone it and learn from other people, see who's doing a great job, 
you know, evolve over time and also give yourself that room to make mistakes because that's the thing that you're not going to come out the gates doing anything perfectly. And uh, Jeffrey, what's your role in this content creation? Um, I actually do look at the trends. I mean, to answer Michael's question, I think I would say video is, um, especially mobile video, is a huge component of what we're consuming. Even Facebook last week came out with a stat saying that uh, Instagram stories is going to surpass the feed in early next year. Um, God. Um, and where content goes, or at least for our business, advertising goes. Um, so my role is to check in with the industry, understand trends, and tell our team, you know, we're here today, we need to be here next month and next quarter and next year, um, and try to facilitate that content creation, even though I'm not the one with the ideas, I'm the one trying to guide, I think, the, uh, the platform principles. You know, I'm, I'm much more, uh, we talked about this earlier, I'm much more big picture. So I, I, t- I take a step back and let her kind of govern her own creative juices. I, I don't try to uh, advocate for anything unless I feel strongly about a certain business operation. Um, I have faith in her. I have faith in what we've built. It's been 10 years. I'm not worried about a certain decision. I just kind of take a step back. And if she has questions or opinions that, that she asks of me, I'll provide. But I don't usually, un- I don't provide unsolicited advice unless something's going, hey, we're... <laughs> You got a little tickle, tickle in your throat? Tickle? A little tickle. Wait, which I will also notebook? say, in, in, in a very sweet way, Jeffrey said earlier, I did have a, a bow in my hair earlier. And he was like, are you, are you going to wear that? You kind of, it's cute. It's a little milkmaiden for tonight. So, I mean, it wasn't totally. I was, um, I'm not passive aggressive. I'm more just like, this is what it looks like. Just FYI. Yeah. Took out, took out the headband, added a lip, but you know, it, it, unsolicited advice. That's the, that's more of like the husband wife role rather than the, the business partner role. Before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about Skillshare. So let's talk about skills, okay? Who wants to learn more skills? I love a good skill, and nothing is better than refining our strengths, right? Anyway, I have a really awesome platform for you guys that I've talked about before, and I feel like it needs another shout-out. It's called Skillshare. This is one of my favorite platforms for figuring out how to use new skills. They're basically the Netflix of learning. They have over 20,000 online courses taught by people like you and me. So many of you guys have DM'd me about how I do my IG stories, like the videos that move in the motion graphics, and my team actually owes it to Skillshare. Michael and Taylor learned how to use Adobe After Effects, which is how we create those fun, festive motion graphics. You guys have probably seen them if you follow me on Instagram and watch my stories. Um, We also learned how to create motion graphics for the TSC YouTube channel and my blog. Personally, I think this is a skill that will take your content to the next level and Skillshare makes it accessible. We talked about personal branding before. If you're looking to launch a personal brand, I would highly recommend you look into Skillshare. I just feel like it's not rocket science. Skillshare really streamlines the whole thing. It's so annoying to have to Google all the steps. So to have it all in one place is just so efficient. I should also say that Gary V has a great class on there too. You guys know I love me some Gary. Anyways, they also have courses on design, think Photoshop, photography, flat lays, Instagram, and creatives. They have business courses on marketing and even how to build a personal brand using technology. I'm obsessed with Skillshare because it's really for anyone that's trying to better themselves, get better at their job, or hone in on their professional skill set. So if you're looking to start a side hustle, I know a lot of you guys in the Skinny Confidential secret Facebook group talk about the side hustle, or you just want to explore a new passion like photography or video editing, Skillshare is for you. 
So join the millions of students already learning Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash skinny. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash skinny to start your two months of learning now. That's Skillshare.com slash skinny. So do you guys have any regrets when it comes to the way you've built your brand? I don't know if regret is the right word. I wish we had shifted some of our efforts into social platforms earlier than we did. Um, Part of it was when Emily first got a mobile phone, it was an Android and there was no Instagram available for Android. Um, But that's, that's a minor gripe. But I think our brand has evolved to the point where there's a different business model that we're working on. Than, than existed eight years, nine years, ten years ago. And I, I'm more excited about what's coming as opposed to looking back and thinking, oh, darn, we missed something. So you're just like Michael and I. You're a bigger picture. She's more detail. I don't, I don't look back at the past. I like that. Neither how, do I. How has the pressure of putting your life out there impacted your life? Like, you know, a lot of people here know I'm a behind-the-scenes person. It might, you might not believe that now. Mm-hmm. But when Lauren threw me out to all of her audience, it was something that I never anticipated. I've had to adjust. Like, how has, how has that impacted I had to throw you out to my audience. I had jaw search. And I so she that. had to um, turn the camera for a while. Yeah. But I never anticipated that, and I never anticipated doing something like this. So I was wondering, like, how it's imp- impacted your relationship. Nobody really knows me still. I mean, I have a very small presence. So for me, there's the impact has been minimal. I've had, I've done, I've been more active lately, but um, I don't see any negative repercussions. Um, but you can answer that as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that, Jeffrey's always kind of had some say in things. You know, if I was writing things, I would talk about, especially because I just have always shared so much of my life. So if I was talking about the process when we first got engaged or when we moved into, you know, a place together or when I got pregnant, you know, those are things that I always shared. So to me, he was always kind of alongside of me, even though I was kind of the forward-facing person of of the brand. Okay, so do you guys believe in love at first sight? And did you have love at first sight? I'm telling you, when I, I saw Lauren. I did. <laughs> but Emily Only actually... one right answer here, Jeffrey. <laughs> Only one right. Well, this is the podcast. So I did. I, she came into my office. I saw her. I, w- I was thunderstruck. And I was like, wow, this is a stunning woman. And maybe she'd like me. She didn't. Um, I was wearing a... It was, it, was a lot, it was like this time of year. It was very hot. I was, <laughs> I was wearing a seersucker suit. And uh, for whatever batteries and I made that decision and she didn't think much of me we had lunch with some other clients and I was surprised she even returned my call the next time I actually thought a lot about you but I just didn't know if you liked me (laughs) right um but but yeah I mean I do believe in love at first sight and it was one of those things that um when I first started talking to Jeffrey I was always trying to find excuses to reach out to him he was one of my clients and so I was always like hey just making sure everything's good like I was I was really bad at that particular job and so that was the only thing I was really good at following up with everything on his you know with with that but right right away I mean I met Jeffrey when I was 24 and I was like this is not a guy that I just want to have like a relationship with a year like this is the guy that I see myself marrying if you were giving young couples some advice what, what, what's the biggest piece of advice? I know that's a really broad question. It might take some time to kind of hone it in. But like, what is the biggest thing that you think's made your relationship work this long? I think just it's all about communication. So it's about talking to each other. It's about being a good listener. So not just kind of hearing what they say, but like to really listen and... Um, oh, we're in trouble. We're done. We're done. <laughs> call it. No, call keep it. going. I'm serious. 
<laughs> Keep going. I I'm mean, it, but, but for for us, I think communication has been everything. Um, so if someone has done something messed up and hurt the other person's feelings, or if you're giving positive praise, I think it all, all at least for me, comes down to communication. I want to talk about the pressure of putting your life online, because there is pressure. I mean, I feel it. Oh yeah, Michael feels it. Um, how has that sort of impacted your relationship? I, I, I can speak, I guess, to you or for you. Um, Emily's not a huge public person, so this role that she's taken on this job is the antithesis of who she is as, a, as an individual, and it's made her, I mean, candidly, I've seen it have self-doubt, have, at times, a lower sense of self in general. Um, it hits her on, on a, an emotional level that I don't relate to because I'm not in this position, but um, it's hard as a husband to see her have these moments of, you know, self-hatred, if you will, and, and just not, not being her best self to herself. And that's, that's the challenge I see from my perspective of her. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that I feel like, again, I come across a certain way that I've, people assume that I've got it together and I'm balancing. People are always like, how do you balance it all? And I think it's only within the last few months, really, that I've kind of been opening up more. I feel like Insta Stories has been a really wonderful platform for that um, to kind of share some of my anxiety and, um, you know, self-doubt. And, and it's also just actually really liberating for, for, again, for such an introverted private person. Um, it's very intimidating to kind of share just such vulnerable moments with strangers, essentially. Um, and so, but opening up has made me realize that um, I'm not the only one going through it and that it really doesn't matter where you are in your life, in your career, um, that everyone struggles with doubt. Um, and so I think having such a public facing persona has been one of kind of the, the scarier things, but it's brought about really good things for me. I always say you have to get uncomfortable to become comfortable. A hundred percent. What does influence mean to both of you guys? I think for me, I, I take my role as kind of influencer very, um, I don't know, I take it to heart in that I really try to always do what's right by both my, for me and, and my audience. Um, I think as long as that's kind of your guiding light, if you will, I mean, I think um, I try to do things, I try to lead a life that I, I try to be proud of. Um, and if I'm influencing people in how they're dressing or how they do their hair or, I don't know, their relationship, whatever it is, I think that's, that's the most important thing for me. I always wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid, so I look at it as like, how can I share information? How, how can I share something that I'm passionate about or just really informative um, pieces? And while I don't have you know, the reach, I, I feel like my take is, if you watch something I do, you're gonna get something from it, either a lesson, a tip, a tip or something. Um, so that's my influence. Where do you guys think this industry is going in the next five years? Um, I don't know. It, you know, I, I do think you know the the mobile experience is just going to increase. Um, I mean, people pick up their phone. There's a stat the other day in the New York Times, like 2,000 times a day, which seemed impossible, but they're touching it 2,000 times a day. So I think this this piece of plastic and metal that's in our hand is 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 so vital to our day to day that and how we consume content. I think it's just whoever comes up with the next kind of attachment or some kind of virtual representation of that personalization, whether it's glasses or a ring or some kind of, you know, projection thing in front of you, I, the content will always flow where I think the platforms move and that's where I see it. It's sight, sound, motion in a more abstract way. Last question before we get into rapid fire questions. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. What's a book, a resource, a podcast that you would recommend to everyone out here? Something that you guys love that's made all the difference maybe in your business? 
I feel bad stealing this one because, and it's not really a podcast, but we we both listen to Howard Stern, and I learned about him. We all from, listen to Howard. We all we do. Learned, we but love I give Howard Jeffrey Stern. full credit because before him, I was like, that guy's so gross. He like ha- like just talks to porn stars all day. Um, he's like the single best interviewer, um, and so. That I mean, I would say that's one of my favorite resources that that I'll listen to. I listened to old Kid Rock and Howard Stern interviews last night till like four a.m. and not not by chance. It's just I, I have the the app and yeah. I agree, it's great. How often do you listen to Howard Stern? Because I feel like mostly you're when you're Howard talking and droning on at me. Yeah, it's like he has these noise canceling headphones. It's like you're in a relationship with Howard Stern. I'm in a yeah. We all are. are. I'll let you do the rapid fire questions. Favorite cocktail? Go. Hendrix Martini. Negroni. Why? Because it's bitter, sweet, and balanced perfectly. I don't have a reason. I, it gets me a nice buzz. Just gets you going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve? Unsolicited advice. For me, it's being touched with wet hands. Sweaty hands? No. Or no. Oh, wet God. Hands. That's way worse. Wet. No, Any, anything wet. If, like, Jeffrey's just, like, washed, washed a dish or something, and he's like, hey, babe. No, I will like just shrink into the ground. But like sweaty is a whole different ballgame. That's disgusting. Wait, his hands are always wet though because you don't do the dishes, so he's doing them. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the worst place you could get stuck? In a cave. Oh. Sorry, you guys. The, like the the recent events have made me realize that is my single biggest fear. Yeah, that's I, I would, and I, I don't like an elevator. If I was like in you know the fiftieth floor, stuck between two floors, it'd be kind of. Bad. My dad was actually stuck in an elevator in the 1989 earthquake in San Francisco. Ooh. Crazy story. Yeah, he was like on the floor, like had to climb out b- between floors. Like, yeah. That sounds horrific. Biggest nightmare. I feel like mine's an Uber where they don't stop talking. <laughs> you know? Have you done the thing where you'll pretend to be on a call? Oh, I've done I'll tell so you how many to do things. It. I pretended to be death once. <laughs> I'll tell you how to do it. You know those little earbuds? Everyone in the office always gives me a hard time for wearing the earbuds. But I put them in, and they're not always playing. But if I get in an Uber and the guy gets a little chatty, yeah. right? And he gets you a little just, too chatty. You do the little point to I'm your just ear. like, yeah. <laughs> and you do that. All right, I, that do, I do the point to the phone. Sorry. Yeah. And it's really my dad. But listen, you want to be nice and you want to talk, but at the same time, like, you want to just. You want to get where you're going. You want to get where you're going. Yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. Okay. Um, What's the, uh, this is more for Emily. What's your favorite latest go-to beauty product? And we want you to get so specific. The Laura Mercier sticks. Like the the this is what I'm wearing right now, and I actually combined two colors. This is Fab and another one. Maybe you can put it on your Insta story later. I'll put it on my Insta story. I think I even I answered this question last night on in, Insta just because people have been wanting to know. But um, they go on. They make your lips just the tiniest bit dry. But you can literally eat like 17 meals and it doesn't budge. Looks really good. Thank you. What is the first thing that you notice about the opposite sex? That, and Michael, we aren't asking you. That was my question. I know. I stole it. First thing, the go. First Gut thing reaction. about the opposite. Jeffrey, I go. mean, I'm, I'm, I'm chest. <laughs> Michael said cannons. I was like, I mean, uh, cannons, you're not, chest. Uh, you're not 51. Like, please, like, say boobs. I mean, we are at the Grove. The chest was really lovely. I was I, like, you've never used that word ever. Ne- to That's describe super myself, creepy. yes, I have used that um, word. For me, height. Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you know, no. She'll talk about like you know certain people. Like he's sick. She'll her biggest thing is googling height. How tall is X, Y, and Z? Usually, I'm within one inch. So if you ask me, like pretty much any celebrity, and don't put me on the spot because I feel you should like do it I'll right now. Test it out. She's but pretty like good. I'm pretty like you know, and then I'll Google it. Most Google searches start with how tall is Howard Stern. 
Six, six five. five. Ooh, okay. Mine's probably hairline. I love a good hairline. I also like skin lately, and your skincare routine has been really, really great. Michael, look at Looks you. Looks good. Jeffrey, said, we can talk off. Please, I, I need some he tips. He told you today that he does a seven-step skin routine. I'm like, wow, you're like Korean beauty. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone wants you to come on. It's I like need to out of like American Psycho. Yeah, he loves Dr. Dennis. It is American. You kind of have a Christian Bale thing going. I mean, all right. He loves as long as it, it depends what movie you're referring to. There's like The Machinist when he's really not looking. That's that, not the goal. He's playing Dick Cheney in his next movie. If you're going that direction, I'm going to jump off the stage. <laughs> but there are some good ones. We'll Sometimes go, we'll go American we get Psycho. seated at a better table because people think he's Christian Bale. Sometimes. You could play that off a little more. Okay, who normally wins in an argument? There are no winners in an argument. Only losers. What a good answer. I think that's I think that's a cute answer, but I really do think <laughs> we we really I, like you did I teed it up and you're like no, knocking I, it down. No, I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Like really we come to a good place. We both apologize and we both mean it. We're not just saying it. We're not just being passive aggressive, which is something I've struggled with my whole life. Um no, but we I really do feel like we we don't go to bed angry. We just come to like a, a nice place. Jeffrey and I I will say for as frequent as the little fights and arguments are because I feel like mainly, I would say 95% of our arguments are due to, to work stuff. Um, we always get to a good place. We're really good at, at compromising. And the therapy helps. We've been in one <laughs> long argument since sixth grade and we nobody's won yet. We're going we're gonna to see how it ends. No, I win everything all the time. I don't care. I'm always the winner. We recover quickly, but I still win. But, but what, what do you actually win? I mean... I just do this thing where I ignore, like I'll go real silent, like deafening silent. My friend Jackie, I don't know if she's here right now, of the Bitch Bible, told me to play the Gone Girl soundtrack in the back. I'll play it soft on Alexa and just be dead silent. And I'll go, I can go silent for like three days. That makes, that's hard <laughs> for me to believe. If we wake up in the morning and I've been misbehaving... No, nothing. I'll do that thing where Crickets. I kind of like touch her tight, like, like just a little bit to see how mad she is. He gauges it. I gauge it, and then I... It's like a body temperature thing where it's like... If I get a smack, then I know I'm in trouble. You know what? I, I gotta keep it fun. We gotta keep it spicy. Okay. Well, Those are our rapid-fire questions. We're going to do a listener Q&A. Are we okay with the fountain? How do you stay so fit when a lot of your work revolves around cupcakes? <laughs> For me, it's all about balance. And I do have a lot of sweets. That's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, but if I'm having like ice cream in the evening, I really just try to have a very light breakfast, like a modest lunch. So can but, you give us specifics on exactly what breakfast is like exactly even how many eggs you have? No breakfast. A hundred percent. So I either do no breakfast um, and I'll just do coffee and whole milk. And then another one like a little bit later with more whole milk. I find that if I have just like a lot of whole milk, that'll like get me. If I have breakfast at like 6 a.m., I'm hungry again at 8. So for me, I've just been kind of, Jeffrey and I have been doing that kind of like, fasting is not the right word, but kind of like in the morning, we just won't really have anything until lunch. So I'll have a modest lunch. We usually have like a salmon bowl with rice and cucumber, kale. It's like not fun, but just so that then I can have fun at night and I like to have rosé or a martini, that kind of thing. Um, but I think a lot of it also comes down to genetics. Um, and I, we did that like 23 and me, um, thing and it was predisposed for me to weigh less. I played a ton of sports growing up. Um, but for the most part, I do find that it's like a, a bit of a balancing. Working act. out? No. 
Wow. God, God. Oh. But I, I need to get back into it for the mental health aspect of it. But for the most part, you know, I, I try to go on walks, but I have not found a routine that I can stick with. Um, I actually have been trying intermittent fasting for the last two months. I haven't talked about it publicly. Yeah, neither I like have I. I try stuff for a long Same. time. But I love it because I feel it takes the pressure off you in the morning and then I can eat what I want later. I feel the same way, especially because for me, again, like if I eat early in the morning, I have like four meals by lunch. Whereas if I kind of don't think about it, it also then just like I have different kind of energy because I just have like coffee pulsing through my veins. Um, I don't know. It's, it's been working for me, too. I'm like really happy with it. But I've also been waiting to like see just because I also don't want to sound like one of those girls that like doesn't eat because that's furthest, like couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. And it's giving your, your digestion a break. So basically what I do is because I eat late, I'll, I'll stop eating at nine or 10. And then sometimes I won't eat until one, which sounds nuts. But it's actually, for, and I've been doing it for two months, so I can say this. For me, it's actually sort of working because I don't have to think about breakfast. I can do coffee and almond milk, and I do like a fiber powder, tons of water with lemon. And then one o'clock comes, and I just really give myself fiber and protein and lots of greens. And then at night, I sort of eat what I want. You can have a cocktail, and then you're done, and you don't have to take the thinking out of it. Yeah, exactly. And Michael told me the other day, he goes, I've been intermittent fasting my whole life. <laughs> Michael's a trendsetter. Head of the curve. Head of the curve. Yeah. Do we have any more questions? Hi. Um, Hi. What's your favorite personal development book? Jeffrey? Oh. <laughs> um, I, actually, I read a, a recent book uh, by, I think his name is pronounced John Doerr, Doer, um, called Measure What Matters. And it's more of a business book, actually. But the, the principal, he was an early investor in Google. And I think maybe the first big investor. Um, and it wasn't about personal development, per se, but... It, the premise was uh, setting um, kind of these goals, these, these uh, what was it, uh, key personal identifiers or, or KPIs, basically. Um, and it kind of re made me rethink of how I approach myself and my work and my business. And it led me to finding this actual new journal by Best Self Co. where every day I have my schedule, but also at the bottom of the page, there are in the morning you talk about three things you're, gra you're grateful for. So even though it's a business book, you kind of take your mind out of it and think, okay, I'm grateful for these three things this morning. And then at the end of the day, you write three things you're grateful for at night. So the principles are work is busy. You measure a lot of things, but take a step back and reminisce about what is good in life for, for those three things. And usually it's the same thing for me. It's like I'm happy for my family's health and for you know my, my, my wife and my child. Um, but it could good change. Answer. And it's, it's not just about consuming you know, content or creating work all day. It's, it's reflecting on your own self and giving that kind of, I think, comfort. I have to shout out Awaken the Giant Within. I talk about this a lot. I love, love, love that book because I feel like it, it talks to you about how you have a choice to create your own future and you can either let your past fuel you or victimize you. And it's life changing if you guys are looking for a personal development book. And I feel like you have a couple up your sleeve. Uh, I always, refer, I think self-awareness is a, is a real thing. In a, is that a book called self-awareness? No, it's a universal it's, concept. It's a universal concept. <laughs> Are you going to write it? There's a book. It's really short. You could read it in probably an hour. It's called Managing Oneself by Peter Drucker. And it, it, I think that's a really good place to start for personal development. And then I really like a book called Poor Charlie's Almanac by Charlie Munger. He's uh, Warren Buffett's partner. And I think that gives you a lot of really good life lessons and just how to compose yourself and how to act as a human being and how to act with honor. And so that's, that's a book that I, that I recommend all the time as well. 
I, I feel awkward that I'm the only one that does not read these books. Recommend a murder mystery. I, I basically, <laughs> all I read are murder mysteries. Um, I, I love all of them. If it has them. the word, like, girl in the blank, she's like, oh, I'm not I've reading read it today. It. Yeah, I've read it. I've loved it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I read exclusively. You have to send me your list because you said you would, and then I'll put it on my Instagram stories, sharing it with everyone. I just recently made like a whole highlight within um, Insta stories because it's one of the things that I get asked most frequently, and I have so many books I, I tear through them, but um, they're they're all so good. Do we have time for one more question, Paige? Or is it... Yeah. It's going. More questions. Going. How do you balance being a mom and running your business? Because you said you have a daughter, and I'm sure she takes up a good amount of time being a mom myself. So how do you balance and find time to allocate to being a mom? Yeah, so that's one of the harder balancing acts, um, just coming home from a day at work and then just kind of turning that off and then being a mom. But it's also helped me compartmentalize, and like Jeffrey was saying, really focus on what's important because nothing else matters kind of, you know, friends, family, like that's, that's all that really matters to me. Um, I really try to set boundaries so that when I'm at work, I'm not just kind of hanging out, looking at pictures and videos of her, which is hard to do because she's really cute. And I like to go through those things. Um, and likewise when, you know, so I'm at work, I try to really focus simply on work. Whereas at home, she's my focus. I want to be doing having dance parties with her and reading to her um, and just also so that she feels like she's a priority in, in my life. So um, the balance isn't always easy, but um, like Jeffrey said, what we're doing isn't, it's not brain surgery. And so if there's an email that needs to be responded to, she goes to bed pretty early so I can answer it at 7.30 as soon as she's down. It's, it's hard with smartphones because everything is so easy. You can just kind of do a quick email I certainly do that sometimes, and, and she's even said, Mommy, get off your phone, and that's like the best reminder for me. I'm like, yep, okay, point taken. And sometimes I just put the phone in another room so I'm not even tempted by it, and I can just focus my attention on her. Um, so I would like to ask, um, so like for someone who's starting out or anything like that, like there's so many platforms for like building your brand or your content or whatever. There's like Instagram, YouTube, Amazon, like, I mean, the list goes on with so many things. Like, and it just to be so overwhelming. Like, where do you tell people to, like, focus, I guess? Like, where they should be focusing the most? Should we be focusing more on, like, Instagram and Instagram TV? Or should we focus more on YouTube? Like, what really, I guess, like, builds it more? Or should we be doing both? I always say if I was starting out, I would get so, so, so niche and start an Instagram account called, like, That Target Girl. And I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I think someone actually started the Instagram account, which is amazing. Um... And, and I would, I would get so niche and I would just share all my clothes on Instagram from Target. And my goal would be is to potentially have partnerships with Target and then maybe do my own line at Target, but really just hone in on that niche and microblog through Instagram. I think nowadays, Emily and I start, I mean, I started eight years ago, you started 10 and we started out when blogging was like the wild, wild west, and it's changed and it's evolved. And I think as creators, if you're starting out now, you need to, to really be paying attention to the evolution. And I believe if I was starting out, I would microblog through Instagram. I would use Instagram stories to growth hack to my Instagram. And then I would definitely be using IGTV. Um, I think YouTube is extremely overwhelming and you really have to be a practitioner of it. Um, I would start more just with Instagram and really microblog and not try to just get everything at once. 
I have just two cents on this. I think a lot of people overwhelm themselves because they think, you know, there's Instagram, there's Instagram TV, there's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's blogs, and so you figure like I, you have to do everything. For me, I, I, at this point now, I would consider myself a podcast content creator, and, and it was easy for for me and Lauren because I enjoy podcasting. I, I really enjoy talking to people. If you, if you guys don't know this already, I like enjoy I enjoy talking. And I think whatever medium, say. yeah, whatever medium you're going to choose, you have to really enjoy doing. And you shouldn't do it just because everybody like if you don't like taking pictures and creating content on Instagram, maybe that's not the best strategy to start. Uh, when we started our podcast, I said this could be something really interesting because. We both enjoy conversation. We both enjoy talking to people. And I thought it was something that I could dedicate a lot of my time to. So I guess my two cents there is pick a medium where you really enjoy creating the content and then focus in on that. And, and over time, you can expand into other things. But if you try to do everything at once out the gate, it's, it's really difficult and overwhelming. And I wouldn't recommend I it. I want to hear what you guys say on this I mean, well. just the simple play to your strength. I mean, not everybody's good at everything. And it seems like, oh, I have, I have to do everything out there. But you know, if you're a great writer, write. If you're a great photographer, shoot photographs. If you're great on camera, then speak to the camera and create video content. You don't have to be all things to all people because earlier, I think we talked about this. If you try to please everyone, you please no one. You know, find your strength, pick your lane, and you know, find your niche and drive that. Drive hard against that. Um, is it niche or niche? Can we please tomato tomato. What is it? I say niche. Is that bad? I go niche. I go niche, but you know, whatever. Niche sounds very French, so it, I feel like I need to switch it to that. We try to be really fancy. Okay. F find your groove, and um, there's a groove, right? And just, just play to that strength. Don't, don't try to be... It could be everything. Grove. <laughs> find your Grove. Tonight, it's Grove. Find your slice. Hi, Lawrence. Hello. So nice meeting you at Alfred the other day, by the way. Um, so my question is, you create a lot of wonderful products on your blog. Where do you discover these products? Because some of them are just so random, like the yellow glasses and stuff like that. I am very, very random. I try to look at white space. I'm always looking at what people maybe aren't thinking of, whether that's an acupressure pillow or an ice roller or a jaw bra. If you don't know what that is, it's like this ice thing that you put around your jaw that makes you not be swollen. Um, I like to find things that other people aren't talking about, and I like to use them over and over and over to the point where it's obnoxious and then share it with the audience. I don't put anything on my blog that I don't use all the time. And I, I mean, sure, I can talk about a serum, like, uh, yeah. But what can I talk about that's really different and sort of a plot twist? And how can I introduce it to people in a way that they want to incorporate it into their lives? Um, meaning, like, I'll give you an example, like, Sunscreen, like we all try to use sunscreen, I hope. Um, but I found this sunscreen that was caffeinated sunscreen. And what that did is it tightens your skin and tightens your pores. And so when you lay makeup on top of it, you just have this really super tight, flawless canvas. And um, that was something that I was really, really excited to share with the audience. Stuff like that really gets me off. I think that's sort I would probably say that's one of my favorite parts of the job. And it was very nice to meet you at Alfred's. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, don't forget to check out our new podcast site. Don't mean to brag. It's looking so cute. All of the show notes from this episode and all the other episodes can be found there. It's, again, keeping it streamlined. It's a really awesome resource that highlights all the insane people we've talked to. We also have all the different books and resources that they've recommended, as well as things that we've recommended. And it has a section for new listeners trying to get caught up to speed. So check it out. That's tscpodcast.com. As always, to win five of my favorite beauty products, 
simply tell me your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram and I will DM you and get your address to send you some very TSC-esque goodies. Thank you guys for listening. If you rate and review the podcast, please screenshot it, email it to ask Lauren, Lauren with a Y, at theskinnyconfidential.com and we will send you my top beauty hacks straight to your inbox. And we will see you Thursday because as you know, every other Thursday, there's an extra episode. This episode was brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies in the world. We interviewed Taro, the founder of the show, and had to bring the brand on board as a partner. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs. And they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. If you're looking for a coffee alternative to switch up your caffeine intake, Four Sigmatic has the blends for you. They're delicious. I use them almost every day. Just open a pack and add to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms. And like always, we have a special offer just for him and her listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15% off your entire order. This episode was brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. I'm currently using the platform to learn After Effects, which is the platform that creates all of our Instagram story motion graphics. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for you guys. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, guys. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash skinny. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash skinny to start your two months of learning now. That's Skillshare.com slash skinny. Happy learning.